Hello, this is Brian Bullington, and I am pastor of New Song Family Church in Ventuk, Namibia. I'm so glad that you have joined us today, and it's my prayer that this podcast message will help you to grow closer to Jesus as you walk daily with Him. Good morning. So glad that you have joined us today. Last week, Sibylla uh, spoke about the practicalities of walking in obedience to God's Word and to His uh, commandments as a key part in hearing God's voice. You know, when I was a child, I had my chores that I had to do. In one particular week, it was my turn to do the ironing. So I was ironing my dad's work shirts in the living room while he was watching TV. And so I worked and worked and would hang one up and then I'd start on the next one. My dad looked over and said, what in the world are you doing? That's not ironed. And I looked over at the shirt and it was looked just as wrinkled as before I started. So my dad said, you need to do that over. So I got the shirts back off, started ironing them again, ironed and ironed and hung a shirt up. Dad looked over and he said, you are not ironing right. I've taught you how to iron. What are you doing? So he gets up, I start crying and I say, dad, I'm doing everything like you taught me. Collar, sleeves, buttons, then each side. And as dad's walking to the ironing board to show me again how to iron, he glances down and realizes I had never plugged the iron into the electrical socket. Have you ever felt like your walk with Jesus was kind of like that? All the tools, you're going to church, you're reading your Bible, you uh, have Christian friends, all that you are praying, but something just keeps on feeling like something's missing. You're struggling to know if you're truly hearing God's voice or not. Learning to hear God's voice is something that truly takes practice. And you can think, why would I need to practice hearing God's voice? Because the more time we spend with anybody, the more we're able to recognize their voice. We're also able to recognize what they're saying in that voice. You know, you think about tones of voice with different people. There was my daddy's tone of voice and my mom's tone of voice and my sibling's tone of voice that you would know because you, you're so close to them what that meant when you heard that. So tuning uh, my car radio, I have learned that, you know, as you're traveling, there's that little point something that you have to be exactly on to get the clear sound out of the radio. I see that very much like hearing God's voice, that learning how to just tune it in so finely that you don't have to wonder, are you hearing him clearly? I believe that God wants us to hear his voice even more than we want to be hearing him. In Jeremiah 33, 3, God says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. I've always loved that verse because I feel like I don't know a lot of things. There's a lot of things that I go to God with and ask him because he told me I could. Call to him and ask him and he will tell me things that I don't know. I ask God, what I'm supposed to be doing. Where are my car keys? What am I supposed to study in school? Can I date this guy? Do I need to take this job? Am I safe in this place? Those are the kind of questions that I have always gone to God and he says, call to him and he will tell us. I think call to him about anything, everything, calling to him and he's going to answer us. In Matthew 17, five, it says, talking about Jesus, while he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love. 
With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. You know, God could have said anything to those that were standing there with Jesus. He could have said, you know, follow him, obey him. But he said, listen to him. We have been asked by God to actually listen to his voice. Just like the invitation that Jeremiah has given in Jeremiah that God has given for us to call on him, God is saying, listen to his son. Listen to what he has to say. In another place, we see Jesus speaking about sheep and shepherds to explain why we as believers should expect that God wants us to hear his voice. In John 10, verses 1 through 5, a very uh, known story that Jesus tells, Verily, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. I love this verse. I love this picture of a shepherd calling just his sheep and his sheep saying, hey, that's our shepherd, and then following their shepherd. Jesus is saying that as believers in him, that we should be able to hear his voice when he calls us by name, that we should be saying, yes, Lord, I'm listening, and start following him. Sibylla last week talked about her dogs perking up whenever she says, let's go and they know what's coming. She's got a puppy uh, named Cleo, and we, when we're out walking on the farm, Cleo is still very much a puppy, and as we're walking, when strangers start coming towards us, Cleo just does a bolt. I mean, she just takes off, and Sibylla is training her and teaching her. She is getting better at when she starts shouting, Cleo, Cleo, Cleo. Cleo runs to her rather than running away. And we're watching a little dog learning to listen to her owner's voice when she's afraid of strangers and running to her owner. And this is what Jesus is talking about. He's likening us to sheep who really truly need to be listening to his voice so we know where to go. How do I know, how do you know that we're thinking what God's thinking? There's a God voice, there's my thoughts that are separate, and there's Satan's voice. There's actually three voices that we could possibly be hearing. How do we learn to be able to discern if we're hearing God's voice or not? Well, here are a few tips that are key to discovering whose voice you're hearing. God has given us the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 12 through 13, it says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. The Holy Spirit is available to those who put their trust in Jesus Christ. He speaks to our heart. The second you and I say to Jesus, forgive us of our sins, take over my life, be my Savior and my Lord, the Holy Spirit enters into us, enters into our spirit, and takes residence there inside of us. He speaks to our heart. He leads us in the right direction. And then we began learning to hear what his voice sounds like. 
In the Old Testament, we read that God spoke creation into being. God's a speaking God. He is always speaking. Also in the Old Testament, he spoke through dreams and visions. He led uh, the Israelites with the fire by night and the cloud by day. He spoke through a burning bush. He spoke through handwriting on a wall. He sent angels into a wine press to speak to a scared man. God was a God speaking all the way through the Old Testament. And then you saw God speaking in the New Testament with the angels saying, a Savior is on his way. Before Jesus came, the Holy Spirit was given to very specific people for specific amounts of time and for a very specific purpose. We read very often in the Old Testament that the Spirit of God would come on someone or the Spirit of God would leave them. They did not have the continuous access to the Holy Spirit like we do. When you think about that as a believer, that we, when Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, he's talking about the Holy Spirit that has taken up residence inside of us. Therefore, we are never left by his Spirit. Never, if you were reading my story, would it say, and the Spirit left Dana. The Spirit has permanently taken up residence in my life due to my relationship with Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 13 through 14, it says, And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. God still moves in big ways. God still can do all the things we saw in the Old Testament. But when you think about our God and what he chooses to do, he, he chooses most of the time to speak to us quietly now. We have, through Jesus, the presence of God living inside of us at all times. And it's so much uh, better of a situation than what the people of the Old Testament had to experience with the Spirit of God coming on them and leaving them. We never had to do that. The big shows that we see of God in the Old Testament, honestly, they never kept the people of God walking faithfully with him. And so we, we as believers today, when we say God lives inside of us, we have a continuous speaking from God, continuously his prompting from the Holy Spirit, continuously saying, this is the way, walk in it, to the left or to the right, whatever God wants to say. This is so much of a better gift from God than me listening to a donkey talking to me on the side of the road. So this spirit that God has given to believers a seal of his promise of what God says, that when Christ uh, becomes our Savior, then this promise of the Holy Spirit is our hope, our future, and our today. Also, the Holy Spirit's voice has certain characteristics to it that would help you to recognize his voice. You can go and look at Galatians 5, to 23, and you've heard of these, the fruit of the Spirit. And it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. If what you're hearing tells you to be kind and loving to others, it's probably the Holy Spirit. If what you're hearing leads you towards self-control, 
It's probably the Holy Spirit. If what you're hearing demands that you remain faithful to the Lord, you can be sure that God's speaking to you. If what you hear gives you peace rather than making you feel anxious, it's most likely the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Also, you need to expect that God wants to speak to you and wait on His voice. In Psalm 27, 14, it says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. This is a short little verse that tells us twice in a short little verse. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. A.W. Tozer says, Those who do not believe God speaks specifically will simply ignore or explain away all the times when God does communicate with them. However, those who spend each day in a profound awareness that God does speak are in a wonderful position to receive His words. Are you in a position for God to speak? Are you in an expectation position for God to actually speak to you, that you're listening? Are you planning your life around the fact that the Holy Spirit is constantly speaking to you and telling you what God wants for your life? How badly do you want to hear God's voice? How badly are you listening for Him and practicing and working at that? Loving God means wanting to know what He's saying to us. My uh, grandfather, who's with Jesus now, when I was in my 20s, he came, would come and live with us for a little bit of time. And so often when I would be talking to him or my children would be talking to him, he couldn't hear us. He was losing his hearing in his 80s. And, and so we bought him hearing aids. And he kind of put them in, oh, thank you, and put them in. He hated them. He hated that it just amplified everything. And so I would find I would be talking to him and he couldn't hear me. I'd say, Papa, where are your hearing aids? And he would say, oh, I just don't like them. They, they just kind of drive me crazy. And I said to my grandfather, I love you so much. And I want you to hear me telling you how much I love you. I need you to put in your hearing aids. Would you wear these because you love me? So, of course, my grandfather put in his hearing aids that day, not always. But these, I think about that when I think about hearing God's voice. How much do I love God? Will, will I do everything in my ability to put myself in a position where I can hear his voice, where I can hear the love of my heavenly father that he's speaking to me, the direction of my heavenly father as he's speaking to me? A few ways that you can put in your hearing aids so that you can hear God tell you how much He loves you is intentionally listening. Intentionally listening, get quiet, turn things off, turn off things out, take things out of your ears, take things out of your area of, of your sight, and get quiet when you're wanting to hear God's voice. Learn to zoom in on what you think you're hearing. When you start hearing things, pick that up and start zooming in. The other day I was watching a baseball game, which I love baseball, and I was watching a baseball game, and I heard God clearly say a certain person's name. And I kept watching the baseball, and I heard this person's name again in my head. Not an audible voice, but in my mind, this person's name came up. So I picked up my phone and texted this person in another country and asked, was she okay? 
she told me she actually was not okay and that she was so surprised that I was texting her because she really needs the prayers right now. That's what I'm talking about. Intentionally, when you get a thought, start zooming in to this thought. Do you feel the weight of God in that thought, the urgency that God is placing on you when you think about that? Or is it just a fleeting thought? Those are the things you do to test that. When I lived in France uh, many years ago, we, uh, that was before cell phones and text messaging and all that. So I uh, did one phone call a month to my parents and because it was quite pricey. And so I would do one phone call. But a particular day, I kept thinking of this friend of mine that I had left back in Texas and it just kept getting more urgent. So I said, I need to call her. So my husband said, you won't get to call your mom this month if you make this phone call. And I go, uh. So then it kept, I kept feeling this urgency to make this phone call. So finally I said, okay, I won't call my mom this month. I've got to call her. So I make this phone call. I hear this, just this wrestling, uh, noisy stuff. And I hear this very faint voice saying hello. And I tell her, this is Dana. You okay? She says, I'm on the floor. I've pulled the phone off the cabinet when it rang. I'm on the floor. And I said, I will call somebody. So I was in France making phone calls to, to Texas to get an ambulance to get to my friend's house. That's that urgency I'm talking about. That's a test. Does it stay with you? Does it start growing? Or does it just kind of go out of your mind? That's one of those good tests. Also, never close the conversation with God. Always expect that God's going to keep talking to you. Always expect that you still have things to talk to Him about. I find that I never say amen to Him when I'm praying during the day or during the night. I just talk to Him. So I'm always expecting, setting myself up, that God might want to be talking to me. I might want to be talking to Him. I can be driving, not even thinking about anything, and I can very often feel like God is saying to me, do not go this way. I don't know, but I usually don't go that way. I just turn and head a different direction. So I listen for that. I never ever close off the conversation with God because I don't want to miss something he's trying to tell me. Also, you can test what you're hearing. Does it align itself with scripture or does it go against what God would say? God would never, you would never be hearing something from God if it goes against what his word says. So if it doesn't agree, it's not God. So should I do this? If this is okay, you know, there's things like, should I go to this grocery store? It doesn't say that in scripture. So you can sit there and ask God, should I go to this grocery store? If he tells you no, then you don't go. But most of the time, grocery stores are fine. You don't have a scriptural verse that tells you that you should go or not go to that. But there are things that you can, can read in God's Word that you don't even have to ask that question. Does this align itself with God's Word? No, it doesn't. Therefore, this is not from God. Also, you can ask a mature believer who actually seeks God's heart and prays and talks to Him all the time to pray for you and with you. Ask them to be a part of hearing God's voice as you're looking uh, for answers and needing direction, get you a, a good friend, a good Christian friend that would pray with you. 
Also ask God if you're hearing him correctly. How many times do I say that to God? Is this from you? Did, are you telling me to be alert? Or is Satan just trying to scare me right now? I will ask him that question. Guide my thoughts, God. Am I thinking the way you want me to be thinking? Would you take my thoughts under control in such a way that they don't go outside what you want me to be thinking about? Constantly give yourself back to God. It's so important when we're trying to hear his voice, when we're trying to listen to what the Holy Spirit says, that we are constantly giving our being, our existence, everything about us, handing it over in a sub submissive state uh, back to the Holy Spirit. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. We continuously have to place our spirit, soul, and body back under the Holy Spirit's control. That will be daily, sometimes many times of a day, that we are saying, God, I give you this. I give this part of me, our mind, our will, our emotions. I don't know what parts that you struggle with. You know, we all have our areas that are probably our hardest. For me, it's very often my emotions that I have to keep handing back to the Lord and saying, would you be my peace? Would you be my joy? That I hand these back to God. Our bodies, what we think about, what we look at, what we listen to, what we say, where we go. God says, give all that to me. Have you ever been like me when you're talking to someone and a thought comes in your mind and you hear God say, don't say it. Ugh. I have to say, too many times I've said it anyway, even though I heard God say, don't say that. And really, I wished I had never said that. God gave me the warning. If we hand these things to God, God will tell us where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to look at, what we're supposed to speak, what we're supposed to listen to, how our emotions are supposed to be going under his control. Also, don't forget that you and I have an enemy. Satan is our enemy. And we have been born into this world where he has full reign. He rules in this world. Have you ever heard that word default? You've probably seen it. I've seen it on my computer. I've seen it on my cell phone. I looked up the uh, definition, the Cambridge Dictionary, and it says, the thing that exists or happens if you do not change it intentionally by performing an action. The thing that exists or happens if you do not change it intentionally by performing an action. Our default is to listen to our enemy's voice. Our default is to sin against God. We have to actually fight. We have to choose to do something, intentionally change a behavior to be able to hear God's voice. I never, ever, ever have to fight to feel far away from God. I just go there. It's my default. I never have to struggle to sin. It's a default. I have to work hard at discovering that God loves me. I have to purposely work at studying God's Word and studying, uh, listening to sermons and praying and talking to God to understand that God really loves me because Satan is whispering the whole time, not you, Dana. He couldn't love you. My default is truly to believe Satan's lies. 
I'm not enough. Nothing's ever going to get better. I'm not loved. I have to work hard. I have to work harder than everybody else. Poor me. Satan whispers all this to us. And do you know, I, I always think if we could see who's talking to us, it would be so easy. The devil, God. But we can't see that, so we have to learn to hear this. Our default is Satan's voice. It truly is. We will have to make a purposeful change, an intentional uh, behavioral change to allow God's voice to come in. What are you going to intentionally change or perform in another action so that you can hear what God is saying to you rather than go into our default mode? How are you going to change some things in your life that you can begin hearing God's voice better? One, maybe you don't know Jesus as your Savior. That's the start. That is the starting place because as I said at the beginning, when Jesus takes place in our life, when He comes and he, and he forgives us of our sins and we ask Him to take over, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our life. If you do this, don't miss all that God desires for you in a relationship with Him. Don't miss that. Fight this out. Study it. Practice it. Learn from Him. Learn from the mistakes. No, that wasn't God's voice. Ask Him. Teach you. Say, please teach me how to hear your voice. Study God's Word over and over and over again so you learn what His voice sounds like. I, when I was preparing this, I kept thinking of that old hymn. He just gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. That's my Jesus. He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Pursue knowing His voice. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss the sweetness of our Jesus that comes from having a relationship with Him, and relationship that includes Him speaking to us and us speaking to Him. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have asked us to listen to you. You have asked us to come to you because you have things that you want to tell us. God, I just pray that you help all of us to continue pursuing uh, hearing your voice better and better, that we continue keeping these lines open so you can talk to us. Lord, give us hearts that can listen and minds willing to do what we hear from you. Lord, we just thank you for this most incredible gift of the Holy Spirit who indwells in us as your children. Lord, help us not to waste that and to struggle on our own, but to tap into this power of the Holy Spirit that you have blessed us with. These things I pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. This is Rico Veca, and I am also a pastor at New Song Family Church. I want to thank you for listening to this message today, and it is my hope that you will join us again for another New Song Family Church podcast.